Okay, good. I'm not sure what James, what uh, thread that's on. Um, What's that you're I, looking for? And that's Kurtz's video. Uh, a, is that the, the one I put on the front page? Yeah, it might be on. I yeah. know that it's on Sunlit Heights. It's uh, it's the one what, with what, the Camus Cambone, uh, the the nigger. T- he's exterminating white people. Once I think it's it, I, I think it's on the oh. the top of the top of the page. This just in stickied. I've got a. Let me see here. Is that the one intercut with with uh, the murders? Yeah. Murders intercut with a guy talking about executing white people. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Exterminate white video. people off the planet. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. That's on Nigger 101. It's it's one of two two videos on on Nigger 101, December 10th. It's on the front page, right below the Pinochet, a couple below it, three four. And let's get. Um, Mr. I didn't know who made it. I hadn't watched it at the time. I was copying it off the forum, so. Kurtz yep. wants uh, credit. He's very sensitive in that regard. So all credit to Colonel Kurtz. Colonel Kurtz, major kudos for him for I doing that. I don't know that. if he's an actual colonel, but... No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, it turns out. Okay. 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 I find that hard to believe. But <laughs> nevertheless, it's it's a video that may be educational for the, the white people who don't realize that niggers are, are exactly what Adam described them as earlier today on the show. Could you imagine, Alex, putting an hour of those videos onto a DVD... And giving it to a lemming. It might help. If that didn't wake them up, nothing would. You might have would. to lock them in the room. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 nasty. I mean, I I would like to, uh, I'd like to have guest teachers, you know, put those out. It that's what ought to be being taught in high school. But you know, to say it is to to <laughs> realize how laughable it is. They teach about us as the bad guys. Well, we brought these people. Essentially, uh, slavery was a was a Section 8 program. You know, we dragged these cannibals. And these were the loser cannibals. These were the dregs. These were the people who couldn't even beat the other Africans. So so basically the least competent people on earth, we bring them over here. We don't even charge them a boat ticket. You know, and, and we slap them down. We give them food and board. We treat them in many cases better than the white slaves who, because they were, you know, <coughs> were not fully owned in some circumstance, were worked harder than the niggers. Uh, whereas when you own property, you treat it better than if you rent it, as, as proven by the niggers who we subsidize in the 8A apartments, and they piss on them to show their gratitude. So this is an insane system, and, and white people are the slavery in the new system. And boy, do those niggers and the Jews like that. Uh, but how's it working out for you, white man, is, is our question. So yeah, these videos are on VNN Forum. They're on uh, GoVNN.com and VNNForum.com, and uh, copy them down, pass them out. Direct people to the sites, and there's no reason you can't make them too. If you've got Windows XP, you've got uh, Movie Maker, which is what I think uh, this, these movies were made with, and of course mm-hmm. Mac better movie making systems. So you can find the videos on YouTube or elsewhere. You can splice them together, put your own titles on it, and uh, that's pretty much all it takes. And I, I appreciate uh, the people who is it in New Jersey who've been doing. Uh, they did the other one that I have on Nigger 101 posting, which is the black woman who wound up with three fetuses in her freezer, and it's just oh, hilarious. I think to that see was Jim in Colorado. Yeah, Jim in Colorado's done some wonderful work, and, and he's, he's awesome. stuck on the Goy Fire. And he he brands it all with VNN stuff, which is great because it, it may lead people here for more of the same stuff. So the more people producing this, the better. Feel free to use VNN or any of our sites you want to direct people to. Throw that on there, and you know it's just so hilarious the way he mocks. <laughs> the local news dolts talking about how, well, let's not let's not reach jump to conclusions. I know that you know, <laughs> I know that uh, <laughs> uh, Tamiqua had three dead fetuses in her freezer, but I don't want to jump to any conclusions about how they got there, because you know it could have been a racist who framed her. Hey, that could be the next plot for a Grisham novel, you know, and a, and a special on Showtime. I mean, it's just insane. But he's mocking the local news dolts in addition to reporting how subhuman blacks are. But. Uh, and, and it's, it's funny how stereotyped the response to this stuff is. We had on Kirksville today that same girl that wrote in named Karma who claimed to be a straight-A high school student saying, well, don't you know that whites are most serial killers? 
Another thing people know that just ain't so, just like Whitman and them. It's like yeah. these people are so brainwashed that they object to racialist stuff in exactly the same preset way. They always claim that most child molesters and serial killers are white, but that's not true. And we've set up a special archive to document all that. And Chain, uh, Craig Chain Cobb over in Estonia, where he's a national hero, has compiled pages and pages of serial killers and mass murderers who are colored. We have that on the forum. We have that on our main page. You know, Jesus, we're trying to educate the world here. But uh, I thought the first-hand accounting by Adam, and I don't know if he's back on here. That was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, he really he, he evoked. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be a baby in a freezer. It doesn't have to be, you know, 15 people raped and murdered. It can be something as We give them subsidized housing, housing paid for out of our pockets, and they show their gratitude by pissing on it. In the weeks before they have to leave, they piss all over it, so it'll be fucked up for someone else. That's how niggers thank us for for playing along and pretending they're humans. Yep. So it's not at, worth it. At the moment, this uh, video on YouTube got like over 3,000 views and got over 67 comments on it. So mm -hmm. it's it's steadily causing a firestorm on YouTube. Uh, and and, and, and talk live. Yeah, a good time to get a hold of me is during the pre-show. And I call it the pre-show warm-up. And if you if you really want to come on and and talk for a while, uh, give me a call during that. And we'll test your mic out. I'll stop the music and then we'll test your mic out. And yeah. you know, just take a minute out of your time. And I know and not hey, everyone can do that, but I'm I'm usually on for an hour and a half playing tunes before the show starts. And Jeff, we've been having a lot of people in the forum lately. What what do you attribute that to? We had a lot of signups. And oh boy, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Interesting thing I noticed. I started getting on there and commenting more, but I don't think that's what caused more people. I think it was probably either the problems at the storefront or something else. But maybe. But I'd like to think there's just a general pickup and awareness, and it's time for white people to come together and crystallize in some kind of political structure leading to our emancipation. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. I guess it's a convergence of a lot of things. Uh, let me. Uh, and it doesn't matter, but it's just good that it's happening. It is happening, and, and, and we want to see more of it. And the broadcasts are being uh, 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 listened to at, at a very high clip and downloaded. That's listened to live and then downloaded. And, and, and so, uh, yeah. Let, let's, let's also give a niggerized shout-out to our brothers <laughs> convening today in Iran to discuss the truth about the Hola hoax. Yeah. And how wonderful they are. And to, to brave this pressure. And they're free speech heroes, all of them. I want to cite them, David Irving and Ernst yes. Zundel. And Germar Rudolph, who I, as someone of German descent, I'm particularly proud of for standing up to the lies and saying, we are not going to be cowed by these goddamn Jewish liars who are profiting hundreds of billions of dollars off of these blood libels they put up against our people. We're not standing for it. Not any longer. And everybody listening will agree with me on that. And yeah. it's wonderful. And hearing these goddamn elementary school teachers by another name, hey, you may have big tits. And be able to talk a little bit, but you're still a dumb broad, you know, and, and a, a dumb guy on there telling telling you this garbage like you know what you're talking about. They don't know the first thing about it. It never occurs to them to question their assumptions. All right, yeah, let me, enough, let, of that, let me enough of that rant. Let, let, me announce, here, let me announce for the record. Stop that. Let me announce for the record who's on, who's on the call here. And because uh, I, I can only Hey, Woody, I don't want you hitting on my daughter when she turns five, all right? That's very <laughs> hurtful. Stop that. <laughs> I can only hold. Uh, is that Neil Goldman? <laughs> yeah. No. Rubenstein, is that you? I got my shoes. Hey. <laughs> all right. Like now let me let me make a show note here. <laughs> Jeff's all up. Let me make a show. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Let me make a show That's note here. Really not very. Uh, we got, Jeff, you we can got, do a good Nixon if you put your mind to it. We got Yankee <laughs> Jim really on the line. We got White Man for White Land. James and Alex. Oh, people need and, to know whether or not we, we got a few. Or free talk live host is a crook. <laughs> and we got a few more uh, people who want to call in, so uh, I'm going to give uh, Yankee Jim. Are you there? Yes, sir. Okay, what's on your mind? Well, that was me doing the Saul Rosenberg. Oh, I thought. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks for uh, you guys. I just want to thank you all. Th this is one hell of a show, and let me tell you something. I, I see this really going somewhere. That's uh, right. Well, it, we we enjoy I, I I enjoy having people on and give us some new perspective on the stuff we already know all this shit. Once well, you, it's, once it's you've dealt with the stuff for a while, you know it. But we're trying to get something entertaining, interesting for 
it's repeating, just comers. repeat it, that, uh, repetitive, that's what it's all about. It, and I personally like hearing about areas of the country I'm not familiar with, like Detroit. Well, that's why I called in. Uh, it, and, and Jeff, like you said, it's great to hear a younger guy like Adam, especially since he's quite familiar with my old stomping grounds. Uh, this guy is great, and, and he needs to think about doing his own show. <laughs> well, I appreciate well, you know, you know let, let me step in there and say we're only limited by, it's more of a technical limitation and it's a little bit complex to technically host the show. And on top of that, we'd love to have as many hosts as possible, but I'll let Jeff address that. Well, I've got one question for Adam, if I may. Ah, fire. Uh, Go yeah, ahead. Do they, I want to know if the, if the guys, the white guys over in Taylor Tucky, do they still refer to the niggers over in Inkster? <laughs> do they still call them Inkster bunnies? <laughs> no, but I'm going to start because I like <laughs> well, you what, it. What, what's Inkster? Well, Inkster is right over the border. See, I used to live in Dearborn myself, uh, Dearborn yeah. Heights. Yeah, Dearborn and Heights. right over in, over the, I think it was, it's been so long, I think it's Van Born Road. If uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, the one that runs parallel to Telegraph. Yep. I think it's Van Born. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, you know what it is? It's Beach Daily. And on the other side of Beach Daily, that was, well, that was the border, and that was Inkster. And back in the 60s and the 70s, that's where all the niggers lived that were in the Dearborn area. I guess they were sort of like the Palestinians uh, of the white people, because there were no Jews in, in Dearborn back in those days. None. And uh, they called them Inkster bunnies. And they stayed in Inkster. The name of the town is Inkster, and it's a shithole, needless to say, because it was yes. full of niggers. Yeah. And I'm going to guess uh, today it's still, uh, Michigan Avenue goes right down through the middle, and it's got to still be, if not, a, it's got to be a bigger shithole than it was when I left out of there 25 years ago, 26 years ago. Oh, yeah, Inkster's still, Inkster's still uh, carrying on the, the Negro tradition of violence, crime, and uh, poverty. But um, <laughs> I, the, the one thing that, yeah, in Alex was asking, what's Inkster? Uh, it's kind of, you know, any big city is kind of like, Detroit's kind of like New York in a way that we have like these weird little boroughs or, or, or like it's like a city within a city, you know, basically. And uh, like Hamtramck, for example, is uh, a traditionally old Polish neighborhood. Of course, it's not like that anymore. There's still a lot of Poles that live down there, but uh, there's 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 more niggers, obviously. But uh, yeah, you have you have, you have these little cities, and some of them are on the outskirts of Detroit. Most of them are kind of on the outskirts of Detroit that have kind of been over the years enveloped by Detroit proper you know like like old Redford I'm sure Yankee Jim will know about old old Redford very much yeah which used to be old Redford they still kind of call it that but Detroit kind of gobbled it up uh, a long time ago that's where my folk one of my parents grew up and uh, so yeah yeah it, it's exactly like that you have little you have little cities within a city and they Allen Park yeah Allen Park and I uh, live there yeah, that's down river. You have Allen Park, Lincoln Park's right down there too. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Lincoln yeah. Park, home of the uh, the MC5. Speaking of revolutionaries, uh, of course they were on the <laughs> other side back in yes. the late '60s. They were on the other side, and uh, they're from Lincoln Park, uh, which is like a little suburb. Uh, as yep. you, yep. It's little, little, that's not, that's not too bad of a place down there. Actually, the place I worked in Dearborn ended up moving to Lincoln Park, so I worked there for a while as well. So, yeah, I mean, and those are typically places that are downriver that are, you know, exhibit the symptoms of white flight, too. But, you know, anywhere around Detroit, the niggers are make, making their mark, and uh, you have those symptoms. So, Well, I was pr quite shocked earlier. You gave a pretty good, uh, uh, in detail, how, how what happened to Detroit and how they went over to Southfield. And, see, I'll, I'll add a little more to it if you'd like me to. Oh, go ahead. Uh, because, I, you know, like I said, I grew up over, I'm sure you're familiar with the area of uh, Seven Mile and Livernois, that area? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I went to Mumford High School. If you could, if you could even begin to imagine that, that, that's where I went to high school. And, yeah. uh, Is that the Mumford uh, of, from it, Eddie Murphy's yeah, sweatshirt? I was yeah. Waiting for, okay. that's the one. <laughs> and uh, Samuel Mumford, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's some real big, see, the area used to be nothing but kike. Yeah. Uh, the, the little area we're talking about near Seven Mile and Livernois. And once the, uh, the, the, the Negroes started moving in, and this all happened so fast it would make your head spin. This, well, this was happening the year before the riots, and if I'm not mistaken, that was 67. And 
uh, I was 12 years old at the time. But once that happened, the Jews cleared out of, they, they moved all over to the other side of Livernois, and I'm going to guess that's to the north. I, I think, I think, I get my directions all screwed up, but the bottom line is, it took less than a year for all the Jews to clear. They had an imaginary uh, railroad tracks, if you will, and that would be the name of the road was Livernois. And they all went to one side of Livernois until all the niggers started moving to the other side of, of Livernois. That's where all the expensive, the more expensive houses were. And once they started moving over over the imaginary tracks to to the where all the Jews were, well, then the Jews started going out to Southfield. Uh, or Southfield, as the brothers be saying it. South, yeah. Southfield, and uh, and from there, that's pretty much where I lost track. I I moved out of that shithole. It was in '79 or '80. That's when I moved. I I advanced to a bigger shithole, uh, New York City, <laughs> in the New York City area, and and it was work. You know, I, I used to drive a truck, and and that's how I made a living at the time. But. Uh, that's Southfield, from what I understand. Well, you said earlier, they just keep going. They're going into Bloomfield. And now the problem is you've got niggers, you know, like, like 50 Cent and Mike Tyson and, and, and Aretha Franklin. I, I think her big ass uh, lives out in Bloomfield Hills, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. She, I, and I, I don't know. I think she lives in Gross Point. Well, it doesn't matter. I was going to ask about Gross Point. Now, that's a famously Jewish area, isn't that? I'm not sure there, about that. I was associated that with Jews, or is it supposed to be more waspy? It's but a it, similar an it's similar to like an Ann Arbor, so probably yeah. Um, or it's at know. least a rich area. Yeah, oh, Alex, yeah. Uh, Adam. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, back in the day, uh, back in the auto, you know, when they used to make, I always that's my little shtick. I tell people, you know, when when they used to make cars in Detroit, mm -hmm. you are correct, Alex. Uh, Gross Point. That was a very very waspy. Uh, yeah. Waspy, okay. Yeah. Oh, very, the, the the elite like Horace, Do the Dodge family. I think they pretty much uh -huh. owned uh, that whole area. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't have my bearings or a map in front of me, but that's over on on Lake St. Clair. If I'm, uh, does that sound about right, Adam? Yep. It's, yep, it's, it's right a it's a real ritzy area, and it, and it always was. And I think what started it all was was the auto industry. And I think the the, the Dodge family. If you look up, I think his name was Horace Dodge. They uh, pretty much built that whole thing, and the the, the problem is uh, niggers are, are are getting money now thanks to the Jew. You know, like uh, like I said, the Mike Tyson type niggers, the hmm. 50, 50 cent type niggers, uh, Queen Latifah, them type of Negroes are are the ones who are moving out. You know, to to those areas, and it's just the same all over. It's yeah. I'm sure this is happening in, in you know, it's happening up here in the Jew infested Catskills. You get your token niggers that everybody wants to hold up as some type of a role model. Uh, you, you know, moving to, to, to a mansion that Horace Dodge used to live in. Uh, it, yeah, it, actually uh, Aretha Franklin uh her whatever house she's got houses obviously all over the country, but the one she has in Michigan, I guess she had some one of her crazy crackhead brothers living there or something. Yeah. And uh, she never got charged for it, but I guess she tried to pull an ex insurance scam, uh, pull one over on the insurance company, and uh, I guess her she had her crazy crackhead brother try to burn down the house that she lived in to try to get the uh, uh, money for it. And uh, I actually worked for a a, a, a brick paving contractor who uh, did some work at her house, and I guess she was just the biggest uh, bitch ever, uh, you know, just a total, total nigger, nigger about everything, you know. But, and I mean, let's set it, the context on why there's blacks up in Detroit anyway in the first place. It's because the damn Jews roped us into World Wars One and Two, and that led to a couple of giant waves of blacks moving up there from the south to take the, the auto manufacturing jobs. And you're left with the detritus, and, and now the auto industry is dead. Oh, yeah. That's that's what it was exactly, Alex. I think I pointed that out a while back. And detritus, I just, yeah. I just. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even think it of is that, detritus yeah. in Detroit. <laughs> detritus in detritus in Detroit. Yeah. Sorry. That's, that's exactly what happened. Detritus when they go ninety-eight percent black. When all when all the white men were fighting uh, the, the the terrible evil Nazis over over there, uh, sure. there was nobody to put the tanks together. I mean, you know, they used to build tanks at the Chrysler tank plant uh, out in Warren and you know they needed bodies to do this and those bodies just happened to come up from the south and they all most of them happened to be black 
And uh, South was more than ready to get rid of those niggers. I'll tell you that for sure. Well, yeah. they're all up there now, and like I said, that's where they used to make cars. And you know, right after the war, I guess I guess there were still some good times, but pretty much you had all these niggers sitting around with their thumb up their ass. Uh, you had you know all these people to do all this work, and yeah, that's well, the history. I heard someone say a couple of years ago that like the only part of GM that was making money was the loan department. <laughs> and that, no, that's the only part of yeah, that's the only part of all the major major uh big 3 here in Michigan Ford G- GM and Chrysler that's the only that's the only one that makes money the the Jew one that that collects you know yeah. interest on, on do, loans. Do you, and there's a woman who writes over at Lou Rockwell Karen DeCoster who is I think from that area but you'll never you'll never see her mention any of the racial aspect of the the problems facing Detroit I mean she'll talk about oh, individuals God. but there is a black individual well their pattern pattern or their behavior falls into racial patterns and that's a simple fact yeah, so. well, uh, yeah. Hey, Adam. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, earlier, I mentioned the Fleetwood Diner. That's That was a little dining car right, you know, within walking distance of the campus out in a- Ann Arbor. Uh, oh. A little greasy oh, okay. shithole that everybody used to go eat at. And, you know, one of those kind of, you got to yeah. bump elbows with, uh, and shaking, Shaky Jake, I mentioned, he was an old Negro that used to walk around and, and uh, <laughs> you know, you know he, he was like, he he's he'd been around forever. You got to remember, I lived there 30 years ago, and from what I from what I hear, I, I thought I just read something that he died. But he was one of those old niggers from the South, and the liberals back then they just loved to have a guy like this around because he had you know lime green uh, leisure suits on, and he had a and a straw cowboy hat with a guitar strung over his back. Yeah, and, well, they uh, got the, there, there's a modern day version of that in Ann Arbor from when I was there. I guess they have the new. You, you had Shaky Jake. I guess we have the the Michael Jackson wannabe who he'd get dressed up like Michael Jackson and go in an alley somewhere and and turn on his little boombox and, and and dance like Michael Jackson. People, you know, the liberals, whites would sit around and laugh at him. You know, and it, <laughs> it was. I mean, so that, that's our version of Shaky Jake, I guess, is the oh. Jackson nigger. <laughs> I've still got. Uh, I've still. I still have relatives that live in Livonia and Northville, uh, and and Livonia. I don't know what it is about it. Last I heard, it's still about ninety-eight percent white. There was a big incident a couple years back, and uh, I, I think it was a shooting at a post office. I forget exactly what it was, but um, Livonia is quite racist. And uh, as my good friend Kievsky pointed out to me, I think, he, if I get this right, uh, he pointed out Livonia is uh, Lithuanian for, uh, no, I forget. Yeah, you know, uh, anyway, on Livonia, um, they, they tried to have, like, some diversity uh, group uh, come in and try to, uh, you know, like, brainstorm on how to get diversity into Livonia. And this was, like, a couple of years ago, kind of like the 9-11 Commission, you know. A pointless group of people studying a pointless uh, subject and coming to pointless conclusions, but <laughs> prearranged conclusions. Yeah, prearranged <laughs> conclusions. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that never seemed to go anywhere, which I was pretty happy about. Some Jew and some nigger c- collaborated to set that up together. Hey, that's surprising, eh? But um, yeah. How so about Garden City? Is that still pretty garbage, white? Garbage City. Is yeah, it, is I mean, that what it is now? <laughs> well, no, no I, nothing surprises me anymore. These are all very pristine white enclaves 25 years ago. And, y- you know, let's be realistic. Inkster was always full of Inkster bunnies, and everybody knew it. But all of these other little areas, you, you know, like you mentioned Redford uh, earlier, you, you know, they're all... I hear these stories from people that I used to talk to back there, and, and everything's starting to change. And But Garden City, it even sounds like a little white town, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, well, Garden City and Canton and Westland—they're all kind of like linked together. And Canton, mm-hmm. those, those are all pretty Plymouth. White, pretty, yeah, Plymouth. Those are all pretty white still. Yeah. yeah. Is Jake's? Uh, I bought my first Harley Davidson at Jake's Harley Davidson in 1976. Is are they still there? I'm gonna guess ever, they are. Ever heard of Jake's? They might probably have a different name now. Ford so. Road, I think it was. But uh, uh, let me wander. Yeah, I, I'd never heard of Jake's, but uh, there's a couple different Harley dealers. Yeah, it was right in Garden City. It has to be the same one, probably. Yeah, Some Jew the, probably bought it. We've had the Detroit uh, Mafia on for the past two FTLs. I, I wanted to call them last time. <laughs> There's like uh, it's a big Michigan presence lately mm-hmm. on, the, on the show for some reason. But uh, yeah. Well, do you have any national news or any uh, 
I like to, uh, I just want to, I wanted to talk about before Alex got on this, uh, this Jew boy, and, uh, and, uh, I don't know what state it was, he wanted to get rid of the, the uh, Christmas tree in the airport. Yeah, uh, was that the Denver one and they decided to take the tree down? Yeah, yeah. Because on, like, on CNN or something, they were like, oh, and the rabbi was sorry because that had not been his intent. Yeah, he wanted eight-foot menorahs put up next to the Christmas tree. Yeah, he wanted an eight-foot menorah that would shed light. <laughs> that was, wasn't that Seattle, Alex? I don't know. I think, I think it was Seattle. Something like that. And then there was yeah, another... On the same note, there was another... Uh, I, yeah, I saw it posted in the news forum on VNN. There was some kike who got... Uh, $30,000 because she heard the word Jew come out of some elevator man's mouth in New York or something like <laughs> No that. kidding. Yeah, he said what, something like, like an apartment building or something? Yeah, here it is right here. It's like, yeah, on the, yeah, um, I'll post the uh, link to it. And I guess the guy said, uh, we're Jews all over the fucking world. And he, I guess the guy was later fired. And someone, apparently his Jew was offended by the employees saying that even though she said we're like W-E-R-E Jews all over the fucking world apparently she was offended because she heard the word Jew and uh she got $18,000 in damages for hearing the word Jew for fuck's sake I've heard the term white boy and cracker probably about 20 million times in my life I'd like to get 50 bucks for every time I've heard those yeah it's a great country for certain types for selected class of people yeah, you know, you're so offended by it. Okay, let me, let me introduce uh, to the uh, broadcast uh, 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 Tyler. Hello. Yeah, this is the fellow we had a little problem with a few minutes ago. So uh, please, let me apologize to everybody oh, right no, now no, for, that. No that, for that. I always sit on the air and go, come on, dumbass. That, that happens to everybody <laughs> the first time. I'm sorry. That happened to me the first time. You're, you're in good company. <laughs> it's, it's all new to me. I'm walking on the moon right now. So what what's on your mind? Just jump in any time here. It, this is like open open call, open line. Well, this, so this is great. I, I I enjoyed finding VNN, man. It was great to run across you guys. I check in every day. I'm on the forum all the time. I became racially aware. Well, um, actually, I found it from uh, like an ADL site. <laughs> it, they actually emailed me like a hate group thing on a warning on hate groups. And I, 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 one thing led to another. I found Metzger. Okay. I found NSM88. I found everybody. So far, VNN. And from your show a couple of weeks ago, the uh, FS88 guys are like top-notch, too. Between mm -hmm. you guys, um, I really find some good information. Good. Great, yeah. Thank you. I mean, I'm out here in California. I'm, I'm in Hollywood. I'm surfing the brown tide every day, you know. And I've been accosted. I've been accosted by these people since '75. Was the first time I was attacked by a group of them down in the city of Industry. If anybody knows California, there's I've heard the of that. I've been there a couple times. Water place and a bunch of Mexicans. That's like right really north of Venice Beach, right? Oh yeah, we're well, we're way uh, east and a little north. Yeah. Okay. You sure you're not uh, you're not really Floyd Cochran trying to trick us? Is <laughs> <laughs> this no. Mark Potok? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you, Mark. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, someone very close to me is in the industry out here, and that's uh, mainly why I live out here. And some of the parties I go to make me sick. I end up sleeping in the car most of the time. Mm -hmm. My wife I, won't even drag imagine. me anywhere anymore. Cause what's she, what's she, the part? What, what, explain to me. I didn't quite catch what, what you meant. Oh, I go to some uh, in the movie industry. Oh my uh, God! Someone I know is connected to it. Pretty You're with the movie industry? No, not me. Someone oh. close to me. Oh, okay. Worldwide. And and they drag me on to all these parties and stuff, and I meet these people, and it makes me sick. Oh my, that's Kike Central. Oh, one time I went to a party, and I show up, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm a biker, I'm a mechanic by trade, and uh, I ride all the time, and everybody knows me. My my name is Pony. People call me Pony. They've been calling me Pony for years. So everybody out there knows me. And uh, I'd show up to a party after work on my motorcycle, and these people, you know, I open, they open the door, and it's like, uh, uh, can we help you? And I said, uh, so-and-so's in here. I'm supposed to meet her here. So they let me in. Everybody's staring at me, just checking me out like the filth just came in or something. Don't look very kosher to me, <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, I go out back. I'm getting a cold shoulder still. And uh, I'm trying to talk to people, and they're pretty much shunning me. 
And the little girl comes up and she's like, oh, Mommy, uh, the quad runner won't run, but we can't go out to the volleyball court and play volleyball without the quad runner. So, uh, you know, well, this is my wife. She says, well, my husband's a mechanic. He can look at it. So all of a sudden I became, you know, friends and, and people started talking to me. I fixed the quad runner, saved the day. She's all, oh, goody, goody, goody. Pretty soon people are offering me a drink. Then we go, I live on the beach my whole life as a kid. I play volleyball. We go to the volleyball courts. They're picking sides. I'm the last one picked. Aww. We play. I'm doing diving spikes. I'm doing all them, setting them up. I'm, I'm killing them. Next time they're choosing sides, I'm the first one picked. So they're real like, what can we do? What can I do for them, you know? I was a piece of shit. Then I became someone that could help them do something, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. and that, that kind of stuff happens all the time. I don't even, I don't even attend it. She won't even talk to me anymore about her business because I just don't want to hear it. It's like experiences like that, you know. They'd like us to believe that they're, uh, you know, like 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 the uh, SPLC, like Mark Mark Potok always says, uh, you know, just because people have bad experiences doesn't give them the right to be a racist. <laughs> but it's like. Uh, it's called real world experience, man. It's th- those well, are the things is, that you real that you that, that make you realize there's something different. So, yeah, patterns. Well, that's yeah. real tame, you know. The, when when I got out of high school, I grew up in an all white community, beach community, Manhattan Beach, and did all the beach kid stuff, and never even experienced any problem from anybody of any color. Never even bothered, you know. So my you're parents, like you're like a native Californian. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I've go seen ahead. this place fall. I've seen this place go to shit. My my family lived here their whole lives too, so they you know they lived. I lived in the same house my mother was brought up in. I was I went to the same schools my parents went to. They knew my parents. They knew my uncles. It was a great, great time, great community, you know. But this was uh, in the '60s. I'm 48 now. Yeah, kind of like Detroit mm-hmm. in the '60s. But it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. Now it's just a toilet bowl. But I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to kick the shit out of anybody who wants me to go. You know, I'm en- not going anywhere. Enough cannot be said about how nice a place California was. It was. And, 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 and it that's was. Ma- Manhattan Beach you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, and that's that's not like a low-end area at all. Isn't that pretty oh, high-end? Oh, well, when I was growing up there, it was just a regular community. Now it's Yuppieville. You know, it's been... I, I couldn't rent a house yeah. there now. I mean, my uh, my grandfather built our house when I lived there for $2,000 in the 40s. Yeah. The yeah. land and all. And when uh, my grandmother sold it after he died in the no- early 90s, she sold it for half a mil. Uh-huh. And they put up two condos and probably sold them for a million. And what's what's like the... And I think now there were like 10 million people in California in 1950. Now there's like 40 million uh, that we so know that they'll that say that are known that are yeah. admitted to by the government <laughs> who let them in. But so now, my, what what type of people do you have in Manhattan Beach? I'm not even familiar with that, and I went to school out there, but I never well, had a car, so I didn't cruise around too much. I'm not there anymore. I haven't been there since I uh, was in, in my 20s. I oh, okay. moved out, and uh, I'm in the desert now, and I have a place. Well, my wife's still living in Hollywood, so she mm-hmm. visits me every once in a while. But I, I live in the desert now. Is that around? Is that down around uh, Torrance? Uh, long, uh, Torrance. It's one of the beach cities. Yes. Uh, PCH. Uh, okay. now, There's is that beach where you're, cities. You're real close to. You were real close to there, uh, Manhattan yeah, Beach. Yeah. Something. There's Manhattan, Hermosa, Redondo, Torrance. Yeah. Something sounds real familiar yeah. about it. I Palos used to haul, Years ago, I used to haul King's Hawaiian bread out of Torrance and bring it back oh, okay. to, to the Jews up here in uh, New York City. <laughs> yeah, I know where the factory and is off of West. Eat bread. It's still there, huh? Yeah. 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 Very big Yankee Jim. Excellent bread, <laughs> by the way. Bagels. Speeding up and down on a motorbike. Sue everybody. Uh, but but I do remember walking down to a beach and hanging out while the, while the uh, Korean uh, the Hawaiians were loading the truck up with that with that King's Hawaiian bread. Yeah, Which I'd actually, I'd actually recommend. Uh, sure there wasn't cocaine in that bread? No. Well, you never know, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I always wondered how they could make money selling yeah. bread and shipping Trucking it. it across yeah, the really. country. <laughs> <laughs> from, from $10 a loaf by the time you get to New York. Yeah. Well, it was actually high-priced uh, bread. It was in a shape of was going through the roof lately. <laughs> yeah, I was a cocaine bread. smuggler and didn't even know it. To yeah. everybody. <laughs> the street value on these bagels is through the roof. <laughs> Speeding all over the place. <laughs> God.
up and down, speeding. Uh, what do you want me to do for you? Anyway, uh, nothing's changed down there. It's just turning into a shithole, too. It sounds just like up here and just like in Detroit and well, it's, all it's this diversity going on. Oh, yeah, Manhattan's a prime example of, you know, the two-tier system. And you got the all the Mexicans and all the really rich people now because you, you're, I'm priced out of my own place where I grew up, out of my own community. This is Manhattan that, Beach you're talking yes, about? Yes, yeah. See, a lot of people, uh, you know, they preach to me. They think they're going to cure me of my racism some, somehow. My sister-in-law, she, she always points her finger at me and says, well, you just better get used to it. You know, the mestizo yeah. invasion and all this kind of yeah. stuff. But these are people, like you say, the not that she's wealthy, but these are people who fly into Los Angeles and oh, they, yeah. they drop in on the airport and they get in a cab and then they go to a, a $400 a night hotel. See, I used to go to the, to the warehouses in Compton. And I've been through that intersection quite a few times uh, that Rodney King, or uh, uh, Reginald, Reginald Denny, Denny got uh, re his, his head caved in. I've, yep. You know, that's, that, when I go to California, that's where I used to go. With a yep. And I'd come out of the <laughs> piers there with a load of sharp VCRs on the back of the trailer. This was back in the 80s. You know, and, and I know I got a trailer load of, of, of uh, video cassette recorders here, and, and I'm not looking around at the scenery. I'm looking for niggers to jump up on the side of the truck with guns. Right. And uh, yeah. this was going on back in, 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 in the late 70s, in the early 80s. So, so nothing gets any better. As Alex said uh, so, so gracefully on that uh, line in the sand, you don't get nothing gets better with 30 million more mestizos added nope. to it. And there wasn't yeah. even really yeah. that big of a mestizo problem back then, as far as I'm concerned. I hear no. horror stories. Uh, and, about you know, they just had a stabbing over by, like, where 10 passed by Claremont, which is where I went to school at Pomona, a little kind of, I guess it's white around a little bit, but uh, once you go under the 10 from Claremont, where all the Pomona and the other colleges are, it's uh, it's... Pomona is a huge black city. Pomona College is located in Claremont, which is next to the city of Pomona. And there was some, what was it, skinheads, uh, a bunch of skinheads or a bunch of whites got in a, some fight with blacks and, and a couple of the niggers got stabbed. So I haven't heard the yeah, latest American on that. American History but X in real life or something. I was yeah. just reading about that on VNNforum.com. Yeah, and I'm wondering if there's been any update on that. I haven't heard anything. They're going to charge any hate crimes or anything there, but it sounds like... White guys I'll put are going to that on the, uh, try to put that on the thread. Uh, in, in, uh, but all those areas, yeah, they've got uh, they got Mexicans starting to push out uh, blacks. Oh yeah, even from That's south, uh, from North Hollywood. Those areas, North Hollywood area was uh, pretty white, and then it became a lot of Mexicans. And uh, now I notice a lot of like uh, Mexicans are being blacks are being pushed up from L.A. In that, that's the area. only. Excuse me. That, that's the only good thing about mestizos is they kill niggers. They chase <laughs> them away. They're no, like they people. kill them. I, I mean, I've read that they have these gang initiations for, for these mestizo gangs, and what they want to do is they just tell them, look, go kill this nigger. The first nigger you see, go kill him. And they do it. <laughs> wow. And, and you know what? These niggers, they kind of respect that. I mean, these mestizos, they come, over, they come and they take over complete neighborhoods, and it's theirs. Well, that's and the word is on the street, you know, the niggers, they're not really as stupid as, as they'd like us to think they are. There's certain things, they're pretty smart, you know, they, they know that yeah, you don't go into a mestizo neighborhood. Yeah, they're pretty smart about gang things like gang warfare and something. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> Tribal <laughs> boundaries. Yeah, yeah, well, the bottom line is, see, they, they know, see, niggers are not dumb enough to come out here where I live, up here where all the rednecks are. Because they know that these rednecks all got hunting rifles and they all know how to shoot pretty damn good. So I live in an area five, five miles from a hellhole, Kingston, a nigger-infested hellhole, and there's literally no crime other than Joe Blow getting pulled over for a DWI on a Saturday night. There's no crime here to speak of. You get some little wigger kid goes up to the park and wants to be a nigger, and he, you know, graffitis the, 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 the restroom. <laughs> but other than that, you know, you don't get niggers coming up here because they know goddamn good and well that if they do come up here, there's a real good chance that they're going to get carried out of here in a box. They're not dumb when it comes to that kind of stuff. They're pretty smart. And they do know that those mestizos will kill them if they look at them the wrong way. And they do. And I think that's pretty cool. And, uh, Jeff, uh, you sh I wish you had your little applause keyed up. <laughs> 
<laughs> because that's kind of cool that mestizos just walk up to niggers and kill them. I'll dub it in. <laughs> I'll dub it in the archive. <laughs> yeah, I'm know, sorry for I, I going agree. off on that little tangent. You know, I agree. There, there's um, The mestizo operates at a little higher level in terms of intelligence, uh, at least in terms of a, a pack instinct. A and, little, you're right. Yeah, and, and it really it really makes the difference. And I, I think that the thing that the American nigger had for him historically was that the whites kept the it was basically a, a two player system here in this country it was whites and niggers and and uh and and you know uh, uh you know they they had that going for their favor in their favor yeah up until about 1960 or so yeah that's all it was 90% white and about 10% black and whites did act like the mestizo whites niggers knew not to go into a white neighborhood and, and it was uh, formalized in law. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, what, we used to hang niggers. Yeah, like stealing cars have, and stuff like that. We have that. free like, association, like, and that means you can pass laws, you know, housing covenants and restrictions that you can't sell. The things that the Jews do informally, we could do formally and legally until the yeah. Jews, in the name of civil rights, banned them. Yeah. Like Michael Richards said, uh, 50 years ago, we'd have you upside down with a fork up your ass, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, think right. I think it's so <laughs> difficult for... For, you know, for, for even me, uh, and you know, my father grew up in a town that said no niggers after sunrise, uh, sunset, and yeah, you know, I think it's it's so difficult for even me uh, or or anyone listening tonight to understand just how racist and ruthless our ancestors could be. And I've told the story I think, on truth is no defense. Uh, my my uh, uh, my grandmother's brother, older brother, uh, was on a streetcar in Houston. And uh, some nigger had the temerity to sit in the white section, and he he went over there, uh, and this was a crowded streetcar, uh, pulled that nigger out of his seat, and 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 dragged him down the aisle and threw him out of the streetcar, and and no one on that streetcar complained. And uh, in other words, this, this you know the you know the idea that you know white man could drag a a, a nigger off a, a streetcar and throw him out, you know was 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 you know socially yeah, acceptable. I wish I would have been been uh, back when uh, been there in that bus when Rosa Parks did that. I would have just kicked her in the face or something, you know. That would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rosa I remember Parks, my great the communist operative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Misrepresentatives, you know, kinda, a humble sim- seamstress. Uh, kind of similar to the MLK uh, communist. Complete misrepresentation. There. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I don't know if. Uh, Here's a little factoid about Detroit too. Uh, is, uh, Rosa Parks, for, for whatever reason, uh, she stayed a pretty poor uh, Negro as 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 they go, as those civil rights heroes go, you know. And she still she still lived in Detroit until she died. But I guess uh, in case the people, some of the people listening don't know, some nigger actually robbed her like ten years ago, and went into I her house and, and robbed her ass. And then you know, th- after he got caught for it, they said, uh, uh, do, you, "Do you realize you just robbed Rosa Parks?" And I guess he beat her up too and stole all her money out of her house. And he goes, "Oh, who the fuck is Rosa Parks?" You know, who be that? Who <laughs> is? You know, he didn't. Know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know the hoe. And I know that I would have raped her too. Yeah, <laughs> but she hadn't been old that old, man. <laughs> that pussy was dried up and shit. He's <laughs> too young for some of them, man. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. Flipping, uh, well, he he had just he just just got done fucking a dog out back, so he was all set. <laughs> he was playing wheelbarrow with the <laughs> yeah. of maybe yeah. a hole in the ground, maybe. That <laughs> <laughs> Rosa Parks didn't. Uh, I I remember that. I remember reading about what you're talking about now and and her death when she was laid out and and, and all that. But uh, didn't it turn out that uh, she had some some Jew blood in her somewhere? She she had a lot of white blood in her, if anything. She was... Oh, yeah, she was a high yellow. She was high yellow for sure. I don't know. I never read that. I just remember they put her yeah. in what the Capitol Rotunda, you know. The What's first funny honor about that? Here, here's another funny little factoid from her funeral. Apparently, they had some dumb crackhead nigger fill up the hearse, and he didn't fill it up all the way. So the hearse, get this, the hearse runs out of gas in the funeral <laughs> procession, <laughs> and they have to push the fucking hearse to the funeral. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> in purple taxes. That's all true. I, I, that all I true. see is Amos. No, that is true. That that actually happened. It was so funny. Oh God. <laughs> Amos and Andy and the kingfish come to mind. <laughs> what are we gonna do now, Amos? Yeah, let's call the kingfish. <laughs> oh shit! The hearse ran out of gas and shit. If you put that in a TV show, they'd call you racist. Yeah. Get, get the kingfish on the line there. <laughs> yeah. We need some gas ASAP. 
Hey, Tyler. Yes. Could I? Could I? There's another caller that likes to come in. I've got a five. Uh, I've got a no five. Problem. A five limit. Could I, I bump you and have him come in for a few minutes? Thank you. Thanks a lot, you guys. I appreciate your work. I Good like everybody. Hey, thanks for, thanks for giving in. us the California Tyler, I, I really call, hate to call do this to you because no, you're a no great problem. caller, and, and there's more things I want to ask you. Uh, Anytime. Could, could you please call back next week? Ah, if, keep if you're listening. With me, I'll, no problem. Yeah, because uh, I, I'd really like to hear more from you. I'm about your age, and um, and uh, we'd have a lot to talk about. Yeah, anytime. All right. Well, thanks. On or, on or right. off the air, anytime. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Tyler. Bye-bye. Thank w- you. What's your forum login? Oh, okay. I'll get that if you. If you is is that. he Tyler Durden on the forum? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sir. Okay. Yeah. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, hey, Jeff. If you need to let me go too, if I'm clogging up a line, be no, 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 that's all right. Guys. Let's see. Let's okay. see. We, we uh, this is the uh, white man for white land night. Oh, okay. So great. we have to. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's all right. Let's see here. Okay, it's good. He birthday. dropped. It's my birthday. Uh, yeah, this is like your Go birthday. Adam. <laughs> it's it's great, uh, Adam. And I I didn't even point out that I used to do the exact line of work uh, when I was a kid back in in the early like 1970. I did the exact same thing that you're doing now with that with burned out houses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, shit. I hope my boss isn't listening right now. It, maybe he'll become a you know a list a regular listener. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, he's a he's a kosher conservative type. He uh yeah he he he, he has this grand idea that uh all the problems. Well, we all though at one time. Negro yeah. took a chance. Yeah, he's a little bit. He's I think he's over the edge though. I I don't I don't really bother with him too much. Not only that, but he's my boss and he pays my paycheck, so I don't really go into it too hardcore with him. But uh he, he basically his grand scheme is that one day uh Detroit's going to turn back into like a Chicago and all his properties are going to be worth you know. A hundred thousand dollars, and all cause of the Renaissance Center. Yeah, and, and, I'm and the mayor of Detroit, Coleman Young, and if I want to ride around in a limousine, I will. I don't give a damn. And I just quoted him. Yeah. What about the yeah, and and quite realistically, and but now they got that diamond stud in the ear wearing Kwame. nigger Kwame. Kwame McPatrick. Kilpatrick. Kill Kilpatrick. Yeah. Big diamond. Be bankrupt and shit. Big <laughs> diamond. And there's a funny. Uh, it's funny too. Uh, there's a there's a local uh, uh, radio program called Drew and Mike uh, on 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 the local uh, rock station. You know, and they're they're of course like. They, it's funny because they're not they're not conservative or liberal. They kind of don't take a stance on anything. But you know, of course, they're they're still very politically correct and everything like that. And. Uh, you know they they refused to draw the line either, and they were they were just enraged when this Kwame got elected for a second term, and it was like I could have predicted that in a second, man. They they love this you know young nigga who who, who be taking on the white man, and and actually the, it's funny because the commissioner from Oakland County who is a, is an old white guy who goes head to head with this Kwame nigger, and uh, so like they you know of course once Kwame starts going at it against the you know the white man they kind of. They, they they love to look at it as a white versus black issue, so of course they're going to vote for Kwame again. And he's been in scandal after scandal after scandal, and they keep reelecting him. And it's like, for fuck's sake! The funniest thing about that dumb nigger was that somebody had to advise him to take his diamond earring out until after the election. Yeah, and he, he put it back <laughs> in. He put it back in. You know, yeah, immediately as soon as right, he was yeah. elected. But but come on he, now, Detroit is bankrupt, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Yeah, but but the American people are still f- paying up. Uh, in other words, uh, you know, when we stop paying, then then they really go bankrupt. Here's a funny thing about what what what, what Kwame did in Detroit. Um, we used to be he, they used to have a uh, in, in Detroit they have the the garbage pickup. Um, they have in a lot like, like a lot of big cities they have the big garbage cans which cut which they come around in a truck and has forks on it, you know, and it kind of just picks up the garbage can and throws it in the truck. Well, once a month, they used to have a bulk pickup day where they'd come around with a, a truck with a crane, you know, and it would, it, you could you could throw out whatever, you know, couches, and you could throw out whatever you wanted. And it was yeah. like, Yo, old lady. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Kwame, because Detroit is completely bankrupt, in a city that's already filled with trash, literally, uh, he, he decides it'd be a good idea to get rid of bulk pickup day to save a few bucks. And so and there, there, there's literally just trash covering the city at this point. I mean, because uh, so what they did was instead of having bulk pickup day, they decided to, to set up a few centers around Detroit where they were going to yeah. have, you, know, you, could, you could bring your trash 
to them, and they, you know, what nigger's going to do that when you got a van? Yeah, like they're they're pissing all over their apartment, <laughs> yeah. and, and hey, they have six feet in their basement, they're going to bring it somewhere. And yeah, they got six the feet of trash bags in their basement, and they're going to bring it somewhere in their car, and they're, yeah, and they're, and they're a non-existent car that breaks down every fucking other block. Okay, you know? let me let me uh, jump in here and introduce Vic. Good Vic. evening. Good evening. How's my levels? Is it okay? Sounds good. I think you're Sounds okay. Good. Okay, good. I don't want to be... I started sounding like a Mexican radio last time I was yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, we had some problems with you. And, and like I said, uh, this is uh, this is normal. And so we uh, we had uh, first-time callers. Sometimes their microphone isn't up to snuff or something, and and uh, it, it happened. So anyway, what's, what's on your mind? Well, uh... Um, you know, Goyfire 44 was very funny uh, about the dogs in South Africa. Yes, it was. And, it w- and I use it. I take it around. I have it on my laptop, and I take it around, and I, I let people listen to that. And it's a, I mean, everybody laughs at that, and oh, you yeah. get people talking. That's a great, great item there I use. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Goyfire 44 with my uh, brother in the car, and uh, he's, he, you know, he agrees with what I say, but he, you know, he, he, he doesn't really, he, he's not into it like I am. And he was just cracking up and just, it, it, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's, it's a great, that's a great, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah niggers are the best crime entertainment writers in America. Absolutely. I mean, just got to follow them in those South Africa blog spots. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't checked that recently. I mean, my God. You know, I, I'd, li- I'd like to do I'd like to do a local blog like like you do, Alex. But I, mm-hmm. it's like almost how how do you cover? It's, uh, it, 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 to me, it almost turned into one of those like South Africa blogs where there'd be so much shit to cover. It would just be yeah. <laughs> anything as big know? as over X amount of people, there's just too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I'm amazed how much stuff there is in a, it's a small town of seventeen thousand people. Yeah, I mean, I can turn on the news every night and find four or five really funny, you know, TNB stories that I could put on a blog. And do I'm it, so man. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> say what you could do, do it. They work. Well, I'd love to do it. I just don't know if I have just the time to copy and paste, man. <laughs> just do anything. Just go go to Blogspot and fill out the thing, and just copy and pa- rob stuff off the Hudson Valley Freeman. Yeah, anything see what I can do. I, I, I yeah. really want to get into stick that. that. Stick that video up there by Colonel uh, Kurtz. Yeah. Uh, I did, and and yeah. and boy, do I appreciate it. That was an act of you know. You know how many people are watching that thing now? Yeah. What white man can watch that video and not get pissed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true, you know. Anyway, uh, funny nope. thing is, they got those actual those do- those niggers fucking dogs. That I believe that was actually recorded on video. I wish they could find that somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah. someone has it. They just they, you know they're they not going to release it. Some right. dude's <laughs> probably selling it. No, that's, that's just it. You should sell it. Thumb fights was great, but we need new material. <laughs> Dog fuckers, yeah. It's huge this Christmas. Every stock needs dog fuckers, too. Wheelbarrow dogs gone wild. <laughs> Wheelbarrowing the fucking dogs around. That's fucking amazing. Oh, man. Groundfuckers.com. Groundfuckers. Between that and fighting the little kids, they must have, somebody must have shot their pit bulls, and they were fighting the little nigglets. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 yeah. They must have stole their pit bulls or nigglet beat fights. Them. Yeah, they, they got tired of watching pit bulls fight. You know, they, bull. have a, they have a new uh, they have a new one called stripper fights. I just saw too, <laughs> which uh, is pretty funny. But uh, yeah. Wonder if they. If you're going to make one of these videos, you, if you go out into an area where you could get one, you better take a friend because it's a bad area if you're going to be seeing that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I wanted to do, I, I really want to get, you know, camcorders have come down such in price. You can find one for like 250 bucks, And I I want, really want to do a, 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 like an on-safari deal like they did in Camden. <laughs> And, and, and we got that up on BNN forum. Uh, that's a sticky on there. The the guy yeah. tripped through Camden with a ridiculous, yeah. happy, clappy nigger sing along song. Camden, Camden, Camden. I, I walk around singing that. I can't isn't it? You're like it's, it's stuck in your head. Oh man! Especially if you grew up in Detroit or Camden. I mean, it just yeah. it just it's just all part of you. You, you just. I, I, love, I, love I don't know. I used to that song, man. It's like we will overcome one day. <laughs> <laughs> overcome what? Like just oh, like Detroit. Man. Overcome the cockroach infestation or something. Rat infestation. 